This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alrighty, gang. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Big show today. Thank you all for joining us. Hopefully you got the memo. Hopefully you got the email. You know what's going to happen here now. We're going to be going live with Billy Kay. Billy Killerman, we got him live here on the show. We're going to bring Billy in right now. Come on in, Billy. Hey, hey. buddy. How you doing, nice. Dave? Nice, nice. I am so happy to have you here, buddy. I thank you so much for doing this for me and Kelly. This is going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. I want to start out so everybody understands who Billy is because there's so many misconceptions out there. You, there's a lot of people that are super jealous because you've taken this to a different level that anybody could even imagine. And uh, just give me a few minutes of who you are, where you came from, so that the viewers can all understand just a little bit more about you. Then we'll get into all the cool stuff you do. Okay. Well, uh, you know, let me give you an introduction of uh, how I got here um, and uh, where it is today. Um, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that they thought I started this whole fishing adventure in like 2015, 2016. But actually, this started a little bit, you know, way before that. And it started back in the fishing network, FNN.net days, um, when I just got back into fishing. You know, my dad always raised me with fishing with me and my brothers. And um, I remember I was in that big, you know, real estate days back in like, what, 06, 07, 08, the heydays, you know, like all these crazy loans. And when I finally got laid off, you know, I was uh, driving my sports car down PCH and I was crying because, you know, I've never been let go from a job before. And I was driving my sports car too. And I, I called my dad and I was like, dad, you know, they, they let me go. And my dad said, um, you know, when he was stressed about things, you know, he would always turn to fishing. And I was like, huh, you know, I haven't been fishing in a long time because uh, I kind of stopped during high school days because that kind of wasn't the cool thing. And I was always kind of going by myself. And at some point, you know, started chasing girls instead of, you know, chasing fish. Um, but then um, after losing my job and my dad told me, hey, just go fishing. Um, I was like, OK, I'll, I'll give it a shot again. And I went with my dad and we ended up going um, out of Newport on a twilight boat. And but this time I did something a little different. You know, I took what I learned in real estate or at least, you know, the guy that taught me um, and I applied it to fishing. And that was to watch and observe, you know, the people around you, see what they do. If they do it well, you know, take some notes. And if you mimic, uh, you might be able to do the same thing and have the same results. And hence, when I did that in real estate, I did really well there. And um, now we went on this twilight boat and I remember sitting up on top and I didn't bring my rod. And it's weird. You see all, you know, 15, 20 people you know, behind in the sport boat, you know, like fishing. But there's always three or four guys on the same corner, you know, similar gear, long rods, 
Um, they take more time in the bait tank. They're, they're, they're looking around. They're, they're trying to find the right bait. And I never understood that. And I watched and watched, and the same three, four guys caught all the fish. And I was like, okay, well, if I go by myself a long rod, maybe they cast a little bit better. You know, I asked one of the gentlemen, and believe it or not, all of them were very open into explaining why they're doing what they're doing. Um, and taught me about bait, finding good bait, you know, the ones that aren't beat up or bloodshot or anything, or the ones that are hardest to catch are, are the ones that you want to use. And uh, when I started to apply, you know, what they taught me, you know, long rods and this and that, I was like, oh, man, I'm catching more fish. So I thought that was pretty cool. And that's when um, I started posting more on Bloody Decks, uh, which is BD Outdoors nowadays. Um, and I took a lot of pictures, you know, just like a lot of my social media today. I, I took a lot of pictures. I shared my story online. And that's where, like, my popularity kind of grew a little bit. And then I remember I took some time off of work. Um, and people kept on asking, well, how much does it cost to go fishing with you? And I'm like, cost? I was like, you know, just jump on the boat with me and, you know, we'll go fishing together and chipping for gas. And lo and behold, that kind of got, like, busier and busier and busier. And everyone wanted to go fishing with me. And, you know, we always caught fish. Until somebody reached out to me and said that I like what you're doing on social media or at least on Bloody Deck. So there wasn't social media back then. And right. he says, I got this big boat. Why don't you come check it out? You know, maybe you'd like to buy it. And it was, a, it was like a 50 or 60 foot, you know, custom commercial albacore boat. And uh, I went to go see it. And of course, it looked absolutely amazing. But it was in the slums of, um, gosh, it's north of Long Beach, Wilmington area. You know, it's not the best area. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of meth heads and druggies around there. And uh, I remember, you know, walked to the boat, checking out the boat. And, and I told the guy, Archie, you know, I don't know if you remember uh, uh, John Archibald. And uh, he asked if I wanted to buy it. And I asked him, well, how much? And he said, uh, well, 500000 I was like, 500000 I mean, I don't have a job. I know how financing works. Um, I, I got a down payment. I have no job. Um, so he's like, okay, well, what's your problem? And I said, uh, the loan. You know, I, I probably can't get a loan. And then John goes, okay, well, what if I hold the note? I was like, um, I don't know. I didn't think about that. So I'm like, well, let me go home and talk to my girlfriend, you know, and at the time she worked for Citibank and she was a bank manager and she seemed a lot more financial, financial savvier than I was. And uh, she's like, well, I mean, what about the down payment and the monthly payment? I was like, you know what? You're right. Let me go back and tell them. So I go back to, to Archie and uh, I was like, dude, I, the down payment's going to be big and the payment's going to be too big. And uh, Archie goes, well, how about this? What I give you, what if I give you 1% interest and you pay me whenever you're ready? And I was like, shoot, you know, I go back and talk to my girlfriend and tell her about it. Yeah, there's no monthly payments, you know, it's interest only until I'm ready. And then I could, you know, pay back the principal whenever I'm ready. And this was right around like February and Fred Hall's show was like March, you know. So I had nothing going on for me. Uh, I wasn't really working then at all. So I figured, you know what, let's try this new venture. Let's just, let's just go all in. So I ended up working at a deal with a boat uh, with Archie. And uh, I made the Fred Hall show. Um, you know, was booking trips for uh, primarily like sea bass stuff and all that good stuff. And that's when I actually hired you, Dave. I hired yeah. you to come run the boat, you know, come share with me your experience and, and learn. I mean, I have a lot to learn, you know, and it was great having you on the boat. I had um, a lot of other captains run the boat too. Uh, Jack De La Corte, uh, Jamie from Season Sport Fishing, um, Tino, who is from, where's Tino running? Freedom nowadays, something like that. Uh, so I had all these guys that I was able to learn from and look up to and still look up to. And that was kind of like the beginning of the sport fishing or me being in the sport fishing industry. Well, long story short, um, we started burning too much fuel, or at least the bank account was going the opposite way after me booking so many charters. 
And it just didn't really make sense to me. And then now when we started to get a better picture of the fuel, the boat just burned too much fuel. Spoke with the boat manufacturer. They said that the engine was too small. We told those guys not to put in that engine. And yet here I am. I'm stuck. And the boat's slow. The boat was an eight-knot boat. And go figure. I mean, today I have the fastest charter boat in the fleet. And before, I was probably the slowest charter boat in the fleet. And from that, you know, that the numbers couldn't work. I was already the most expensive guy, and I just couldn't make it work. And, and every trip, I'm losing about, you know, two to 300 bucks, which isn't a lot per se. But if that's the only thing you got going for yourself, and now, wow. you know, I'm not making any money whatsoever. But I have people's deposits that I've already kind of kind of use them up already, you know, so I can't cancel. I can't just close up shop, you know. I remember I had a, a conversation with uh, Jason from uh, Fish Dope Blade X, you know. I mean, I owe them money for marketing and I had no money. And they said either you can kind of just stop whatever you're doing and close up shop and, you know, at least walk away with a little bit of money and everyone's going to be upset at you for taking their deposits or you're going to run the rest of the year. And the only thing I knew how to do was just continue to, to run the, the rest of the year and just do the best that I can. And eventually I was red in the bank accounts. Uh, my truck got repoed. Uh, eventually the season was over. I stopped paying my mortgage. Um, and then I told Archie, like, man, I, I can't make this work. You know? And my dad told me, you know what, just get back the boat. And I, I had everything in that boat. All, every single penny I had was in that boat. And now I just gave it back. And that was that part of that fishing charter side. You know? and, and during those times, it was really embarrassing to tell people about losing and failing, really. And I remember, what, three weeks after I gave back the boat, you know, we finally got the, uh, the notice to vacate. You know, I, I foreclosed on my house. I stopped paying payments on that. Um, didn't tell my parents. Didn't, didn't, tell, didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell my friends. Didn't ask for help um, because I was just embarrassed. You know, I, I just felt like I was going through this by myself. But little did I know, a lot of people eventually, you know, went through foreclosures. Um, you know, did some bad things, you know, that I'm not proud of, you know, in my alone times during those days. And then finally, when we completely ran out of money, um, I called my mom and dad. And I told them, you know, this prideful, proud business owner or son that you had, uh, is no longer anything. I had nothing in my name, just washed out. And of course, they accepted me into the home. And um, they had a patio, an enclosed patio for me to stay in because uh, I have four other siblings. So, you know, pretty small house. And we just had to make it work. And it was just better than, you know, living in my car. And um, I figured, you know what, at that time, maybe I should work on my health. You know, I was in real bad shape, you know, overweight, doing some bad things. And maybe I should just try to work on myself before I try to, you know, do other things. And that's when I stumbled onto fitness. That's where you guys see all these fitness pictures, you know, the, the avatar still, you know, it was a big deal for me because it was there that I learned, you know, my capabilities of, you know, what you can do, you know, being able to make goals, achieve goals. Um, man, I, I don't mean to blab on, but there, there's just so much of the story that I'm just trying to give you like the shortcut version, you know? So I did really well in fitness, you know, right time, right place, Social media, you know, really popped off. I, I merely just posted a before and after photo on Facebook just to share with my friends and family. Oh, hey, you know, I, I bettered my life. And, you know, I want to show you guys how to do this because improving my health improves all aspects of my life. And then after that, uh, what was the next step? Um, I created a website for my fitness stuff. I created a online subscription business model uh, in order for me to reach out to more people because I was kind of spreading myself thin. Um, website took off surprisingly the same girl through all these years stuck with me the whole time you know I, I asked her you know if she wanted to leave 
I asked her, actually, I told her to leave because, you know, at that age, 29, 30, you know, she needed a man with security, not someone who's fun, good looking or anything like that. You know, it's just, you know, it's their time. And she chose to stay. So after doing well for about two, three years, we finally, uh, you know, I asked her, hey, you want to start a family or do you want to buy a house? Oh, I asked her, do you want to get married or do you want to buy a house? And she chose to buy a house. And um, so we bought our second house together. And then I stayed there for a couple of years. And then things are going really well again. And then I asked her, um, shit, you want to get married or you want to start a family? And um, she said, um, uh, let's start a family. So I was like, you know, cool, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do it different. You know, we'll just skip the marriage process and let's go straight to like having a family. And uh, we tried, we tried, and she, you know, um, she finally got pregnant. And, uh, you know, we found out it was a boy and we were like very, very excited that, you know, we're gonna welcome this, you know, new human being in our lives. And then, um, you know, just one day she said she wasn't like feeling that good. And uh, we went to the doctor and, um, you know, he said like there was no heartbeat. So um, as first-time parents, you know, like, we, we, don't, we don't know how to react, you know. Um, they asked us, you know, we can go home and, and come back and, and give birth again later or go ahead and give birth right now. Um, and I didn't understand the whole stillborn thing. I didn't understand that I still had to be by her side. And uh, here we are. I got to hold him. I cut the umbilical cord. I held him. Um, they asked us if we wanted to spend a night with him uh, for closure, and, and we did. And um, yeah, I mean, I thought losing everything was tough, but um, you know, nothing was tougher than that. And, and I always remember the one thing that you know, my wife told me, and she said, right before we left the hospital, she said, you know, how come we don't get to take home our babies like everybody else? And like, as a man, like, how am I supposed to respond to that? And um, so I, I shut off. I broke for someone who was so, like, big on social media with, like, the fitness, like, motivation and, and rooting people on and, and always being, like, their support. You know what I mean? Like, I just shut off. No Facebook, no Instagram, no YouTube, like, everything just off. And um, we, we were just in a weird time of our lives. And it wasn't until about, you know, about six months later, again, my dad. Um, my dad comes over the house uh, unannounced, you know, just come, comes in uh, and he told me, dude, you, you got to get out. You, you got you to keep moving, man. You got, we know what happened. You know, it's unfortunate. Um, you know, but you got to move on. So he said, why don't you go fishing with me? And I said, um, well, now since I'm in a better mindset, you know, better in a financial position with all that fitness stuff, uh, I said, yeah, sure, dad, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go fishing with you again. You know, let's go fishing. And lo and behold, that was um, like 2015, 16, like El Nino happened, you know, and there's a lot of fish being caught. And it was just a, an, an odd, I've never seen fishing like that before, you know, in my short time of fishing. And um, I got hooked. I, I got bit by the bug again. And, and my passion for fishing started to, you know, grow again. But on the same note, the more time I spent fishing, the more business I lost in fitness. All my fitness clients are like, hey, all you're doing is fishing. You're not getting back to my emails. You're not messaging me. You're not doing this. And, and unfortunately, fortunately, like passions change, you know, and, and from what I've learned in the past, you just got to run with it, you know? So I got to make things work. I have to figure out, 
um, how to make money in fishing, not what I did last time, and to be able to at least make the income to support my family. Um, so I came out with a fishing membership website because I already had the fitness membership website. Why can't I do a similar model that allowed me not to be able to be out there every day, but to be able to help people? Um, I remember guys on Facebook, check this out, Dave, guys were messaging me. I mean, at least 15, 20, 30 guys all the time. The number one question you can't really ask a fisherman after they've had a great day is, where'd you go? Right. <laughs> so I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you chip in for my gas, I'll tell you where I went. And, and I thought that was like the fairest way, you know? Um, so sure enough, every single guy started sending me money checks, PayPal, I mean, you name it. And they started sending money every single week. And then I was like, uh-oh, hey, maybe, maybe I'm onto something again, you know? So hence, that's why the membership website came out, you know? I had to create something to help offset the income that I wasn't making through fitness. And again, with passions changing, um, I figured I'd go back into fishing with a different mindset, with a different idea. And that's how the membership website started. And then the big bluefin thing came and, and I was fascinated by it. You know, someone, I remember someone showed me a picture of this guy holding like maybe a hundred pound, 120 pound bluefin on a small boat. And I was just like, where, like, where is that? They're like, oh no, it was right here. Like near the 43, like in San Diego. And I'm like, there's no way guys are catching hundred pound tuna in Southern California in one day range in small boats. And then the more I looked into it, you know, it, it was happening. And then every time I try to, to go on a San Diego boat, which is primarily like the new Luan back then, and every time I got denied because the reservations were always like taken up, you know, several weeks in advance. And I would drive down to San Diego and be on standby and get rejected every single time by myself. And I would drive all the way back up the coast and stop by uh, Balboa Pier and do, get, get a little fix in, you know, like some bonita, some mackerel, didn't matter, you know, it was just a nice fix. So from there, it just started to grow. And uh, I remember the first time about kite fishing. It was Ali. Ali took me on the boat, you know, and, and I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I just kept on apologizing because, like, what, I know Ali's super experienced. You know, Brett, the guy who was with, is super experienced. And I know nothing. And I just want to help as much as I can. I'm trying to absorb everything about this whole kite fishing thing that, that hit our industry. And so and behold, I um, started getting into kite fishing. Uh, I just mentioned the other day about my first Parker. Um, I was, you know, I had a couple late night drinks one night and I was on eBay and uh, I found this Parker on eBay and I bought it. And then that's pretty much started the whole Parker thing. And then um, Kevin Kelly got involved where they started seeing like a lot of like uh, people following me, a lot of comments, you know, so they figured, you know, maybe we'll work out a marketing deal and give me a good deal on like a brand new 2320, which was at that time my dream boat. So that happened. Then I started running charters and it was strictly bluefin. You know, and, and I was only bringing two or three kite rods, like nothing else. You know, kelp patties, we'll just drive straight past it. You know, like we'll see like yellowtail and dorado. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll just, you know, that's not my program. Blue so I was going different times, doing different things, and just specifically trying to hone in my skills on strictly bluefin tuna. I can still catch other fish, but I just prefer, you know, bluefin on the menu for now. And then um, that led to you know, guide services, you know, where I asked for your help, you know, on how to be a guide and get the proper licensing and things like that and started to run other boats and started to share with others um, how I was able to be so successful in catching bluefin, you know, almost like 98% of the time. Um, that continued to grow. And then the Freeman I have today, I ran that boat with those guys for almost like two years or so. Yeah, good friends of mine. Uh, they own a, a restaurant chain called Boiling Crab. 
you know, and it was their turn to buy a new Freeman. And they were gracious enough to ask me if, you know, I wanted to buy it first and I jumped on the opportunity. And that's how I got the Freeman. And then um, I just catered towards a different market. I understand my prices may be a little bit higher, but it's just kind of a different service and a different boat. Um, we travel 50 miles per hour. You know, it doesn't take us a day and a half to get there and we get things done fast. And, you know, that's, it's been a, a great journey so far. And that's like the big shortcut, you know, 10, 15 years of my life condensed into maybe about five minutes or so or 10 minutes. Oh, wow, I've been here 15 minutes. So, well, so yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to keep blabbing, but, you know, that's, that's the shortcut there, Dave. No, that's phenomenal. That's, that is the stuff I think everybody missed. Everybody in this industry, before you came along, Mark Wish and myself, we owned all the hate. The, the, the hate for Mark and I was phenomenal, but we ate, I ate it up. I, I love it. And that's what brought me to the level where I'm at because they're always talking about me. And then all along came Billy Kay. And, and like they say, out of nowhere, which I already knew you didn't come out of nowhere because yeah. you and I had priors from a long time ago where I was work, working for you on, on the Spectra. And uh, as a matter of fact, on my phone still, your number is yeah. Billy Spectra. That's what it says. Oh, wow. At my phone, it says Billy Spectra. That's, I never changed that because I've always respected you and I always, you and I have always had a great friendship together and we work together. We both have, we both have a same type of thing. We're a paid membership, but I'll tell you what, guys, my deal is different. Where Billy's deal, he covers everything. I, you can't even comprehend how he saved my butt many, many times. I have a perfect example. I don't have any flying fish. You can't get any flying fish anywhere. I'm taking some people fishing. This is when I still lived in California and I'm doing my guide thing. I need flying fish. It's four o'clock in the morning. Billy delivered. <coughs> Billy's got a trip. Billy's on a trip. He's going fishing. But his brother at the time, now I now you told me you use Uber, but at the time your brother was the delivery guy and he would show yeah. up anywhere for anybody. And, and that's where you've taken this to a different level. And I know there's a lot of people that go, oh, dude, he's got all the helium. He's got all the balloons. He's got all the kites. He's got all the Mad Max. No, you don't have all of them. But if we need something, you are always there to supply. Gang, that's a huge deal. There are no tackle stores open at 4 o'clock in the morning. There are, Billy... You've taken this to such a bitchin' level. And I know most people that have anything bad to say about you, they're, they're, the only reason they say anything bad about either one of us is because they're jealous. And they've yeah. never sat down and had a cup of coffee with us. They don't know who we are. They've never spent any time with us. Mm. Most of those people we don't want to spend time with. Let's be honest. Yeah. But you've taken this thing to such a high level, which most people, instead of un understanding and going, you're bet you're doing you're helping the industry out. The hype that you've created with your social media. Mm -hmm. When you and I met one day at the PCS show four or five years ago, and I was like, Billy, how are you doing this? And you said, Social, social media, social media. You got to start posting all your. And I was like, Really? And then I look at me now. I got 250,000 followers due yeah. to you. 
I didn't know anything about, I'm an old man. I'm 61 years old. Social media, I don't understand it. Thank God for a man named Elliot Andrews, who's running the whole thing for me. Because I don't still, to this day, I don't understand social media. You're, you're one of the pioneers in the industry of social media. Now all of us are following what you did, no matter what they say. They're all, everybody's doing what you did. You started this in 2015, 2016. And we all stood there with our jaws and go, look at this guy. He's posted every day. You built the hype. You helped the industry out tremendously. I don't care what the tackle stores say about you, what the manufacturers say about you. You did nothing but help. You brought the hype. You caused the lines at the tackle stores to buy the Mad Max. You caused all that. It was because of your social media presence and what you did for the industry. It's only a positive, just like my deal. I remember the bait, the Everingham Brothers Bait Company, bait haulers calling me up yeah. and asking me, are you going to make a post today? Are you going to talk about what's going on so we can sell bait, coffee shop, t-shirt shop, tackle store, all calling me up, asking me if I'll make a book. Because there are some people in this industry that understand the machine and how the machine starts to roll and the social media thing. I mean, mm -hmm. let's be honest. Now, elections are won. Presidents are elected by social media. Yeah. Cambridge Analytica, you know, you know, and there's a lot of people that are still living in the in the past going, oh, I'm not getting on that social media. Thing. Oh, no, 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 no. We could sell anything. Billy, you proved it time and time again with all of your social media. Yeah, and, and I'm very thankful for you saying that, but I never looked at it from that perspective. You know, I mean, my, my thing and I continue to say this with my clients and you included is, I mean, your success is my success. You know, you catch a fish, are you doing better? Or, you know, I mean, we're, we're all in the same hobby together. It, you think about it, sometimes it's kind of a weird sport, Dave. You know, like random men going on a boat with 30 other people that they don't know to share the same passion, you know, for multiple days, one day, hours at a time. You know, it's a pretty cool thing, you know. Oh, and to see more people catch fish, to see more people into it, to see new people into it, um, you know, that, that's exciting for me, you know. And maybe that's why I never did the whole commercial fishing aspect because it wasn't fun for me to fish with the same three, four guys. I wanted to share the experience with anybody and everybody who wanted to, wanted a piece of this, you know, it was fun. It still is oh, fun. Absolutely. And my little sister, she understands it. She understands the power of social media. She only owns, uh, I think it's seven sport boats right now and a landing. Oh. Dana Point, mm -hmm. she understands social media. She's there to support us all the time. She was super excited you were going to be here. She understands oh, nice. how social media drives people to go fishing. Whether you like us or not, we are out there showing the world fishing. We are showing the world where we are touching so many people. You and I touch so many people with our social media presence that would never any wildest imagination to even think about going fishing now we you built the hype i followed in your path because that social media thing what you were doing was absolutely incredible and i wanted in on it so here we well, are here we are that's right you know exactly. to, to share the passion you know so let's go over a couple of things i mean you have yeah. some extraordinary videos out that i would love to have a piece of those things yeah. you were filming this stuff I was running the wild and sack. We were catching these things, but I didn't, I didn't understand the whole social media aspect of it. You were filming everything <coughs> before I even 
had a GoPro camera. I wish I had it in 2015, 16, 17, 18 when we were knocking the crap. But you have it. You have some phenomenal footage. Maybe we can see a little bit of that and you can describe some of it to us. Maybe the Mad Mac or something. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, start with the Mad Mac video. I mean, uh, for one, Mad Mac, you got to go fast. And it's at a speed where your boat does not like the fuel consumption. But you know what? I mean, burn the fuel. Well, I'm not here to worry about fuel. You know what I mean? I'm here to catch fish. So we yeah. normally troll about 14 to 15 knots. And as you see in the video, it's pretty fast. So yeah, check it out. Yeah, we're trolling 14 or 15 knots. They're trolling right now. Look at how fast the boats are. Yeah, we're trolling, trolling right now. That's insane. And then you'll see how. There we go. What's going on here? Oh, you missed oh, it. Oh, there it is. Oh, you missed it again. Oh, there it is. There it is. How insane is that? Trolling that fast. Most boats don't even go that fast. <laughs> yeah, right? And we notice the faster we go, you know, the better they bite. You know, the bigger the reaction, you know. The bigger the bait, the more the reaction, you know. We, we get bit going fast, you know, and they love it. So Mad Mac has been like a continuing, growing, new, learning thing that we're doing here, you know. There's different strategies that, that we work with it. You know, when we get bit and we don't get bit on the second one, even though we slow down the boat, we leave one out because they'll bite a dead stick, you know, like a dead Mad Mac, you know. And that's how we double up. I mean, if you've seen my fish counts on last year's posting, last year by far was the most amount of bluefin that I've caught in all of my trips versus any other year. You know, that mixed in with um, spreader bars and obviously still kite fishing. There's just different applications that us as fishermen have to learn and evolve to become better. You know, and, and, and hence, isn't that fishing? It's just constantly learning, trying new things, trying to get fish to bite. There isn't, there's been a big pride thing about some anglers not liking spreader bars and Mad Max because it's just trolling, you know. But these are all kite fish here, though. Um, but they, they all work. They all work. And you as a captain or as a fisherman just have to learn what's biting at the time, what they want more than the other. And that's exactly what my website provides. I, I post a report after every trip about where I caught them, how I caught them, exact GPS coordinates. And, and I give you the screenshot of my GPS unit, not just like numbers that I've written, just to you know, show people like, hey, this is actually where I'm at, you know. And it just gets people dialed in because I get it. A lot of people work four or five days a week. You don't have the time that we put in to know where the fish are, you know, right on that Saturday or Sunday or, you know, that one day off you get during the week. So if you want to make it count, save some gas and just get directed into the right area where the fish are, how they're biting, you're going to catch more fish. You're going to have more fun, you know? Yeah, well, the thing I talk about on my show a lot and I talk about it on Let's Talk, the people that post on our post and say, oh, you need to go out there and figure it out on your own like I had to. Well, first of all, you and I both know they're lying because they yeah. didn't figure nothing out on their own. And the other thing is, is like Billy said, most people have that J-O-B thing going on and it's the day they get to go fishing. They want to be successful. That's why your website and my website have been so successful because we're allowing people on the inside. You get to get into the inside. People always... How does Billy do so good? Well, go on his website. That's how you know. He tell he share you share everything. Yeah. And you've never held back information for me. And we've both shared information over our time on water because we understand how it works. We don't go, oh yeah, figure it out on your own. That's the lamest thing anybody can say. When you post that on one of our posts, my post anyway, 
The first mm -hmm. thing I do is I erase it because I don't want people getting misinformation. You didn't <laughs> on your boat and figure this out on your own. Someone showed you and then you took your skill and you honed it. But then the really cool thing, what you did, Billy, which none of us have ever done before, is you went a step further and you were like, I need helium. Well, I'm going to get a bunch. I'm going to have, yeah. I'm not going to run out of helium and I can actually help other people that need helium. You got all the kites. You got, and then here's the one that, oh, that, that doesn't make any sense. You know where I'm going. Yeah. We had the Mad Max. And everybody was all butthurt because Billy had the Mad Max and Billy was willing to sell them for $100, $150. And you were like, well, I could get them for four. Well, you can't because there weren't any. And then you got angry because Billy was selling them. The, the thing that blew my mind was, did you ever go out with you and your kids with a gun and go force people to buy these things and tell them you have to buy it for $200 or I'm going to? No, they called you, right? Yeah, they called me. They so wanted to. I, I did this because at first I wanted to provide stuff, you know, for my members, you know, in my own private community. But then it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then everyone's like, oh, I can't get any of these. And, and I was stockpiling since like April or May, Mayish or so is when I start getting big batches. And then, you know, using technology to be able to get a lot from uh, different websites without me even having to be here. And then um, when Nomad posted that video about me, yeah, they made that satire or whatever video. That's when things really took off. Right. Now all the people started like wanting it. You know what I mean? And even though they knew they're paying a higher price on it, you know, but they didn't want to admit they paid for it. But I was the only place that you can get it. And you didn't have to wait in line. You send me a text, send me an email, boom, you get it next. I mean, if you really need it by tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., yeah, I'll just Uber it to you. Sure, it's like 40 bucks for shipping, but where can you get Mad Max in a hot bite on any color, any size, however many you want, helium, kite rods, Talica 50s when no one had it, um, clear poppers, um, all those like Japanese poppers. I just happen to have all of them, a lot of them. And to, to this day, to right now, why these tackle companies, these uh, tackle stores, and why any of them worried so much about it. Gang, if you own a tackle store and you didn't have those, why is that Billy's fault? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me because yeah. I'm a... I've, I, I still believe in the American way and the freedom that America's supposed to allow us to have. And nobody told you to buy all those. You, you, you were betting on something that you didn't even know if it was going to be worth it or not. But you went, to, you went and did something. I had to try. I, I had to try. I mean, I'm, I'm still sitting on like 10 grand of helium that didn't sell much last year, you know, but okay. no one's complaining about that. You know, neither am I. But I mean, it is what it is. I got to make up for it somehow, you know, I mean. It's nothing personal. It's just you know, supply and demand with business and it works. And But what blew me away is that people started taking it personal and started posting some really nasty stuff about you because you were selling them and tackle stores were mad at you. And I don't understand any of that because then I would see the tackle store, the same tackle store that was mad at you. The next day they would have a lottery system where you could come and buy one and you could stand in line and you yeah. could buy one. And it's like, what are you talking? Do you know why the people are standing in line? Because of Billy's, because of your social media thing. People wouldn't have stood in line for those things. But regardless, we already touched on that. I just yeah. wanted people to know because that was such a funny thing. And I was watching it from down here in Cabo. And it just, it made my head explode because I was like, why are they so angry? But forget that. So look, there is some incredible other footage. I love the one.
where you've got you're gonna throw a little bit of chum in the water and yeah then, so um... <laughs> that is the most insane thing i've seen in a very long time so check this out in this situation here you know i normally don't bring bait but we just happen to have bait that one day saw some good meter marks you know in a different zone um again I, no boats around around me started chumming a little bit and for the first time i started seeing fish go airborne and i haven't seen them just fully you know lodge themselves out like a missile and uh to capture that on film i thought it was pretty epic and of course you know we get bit as well so let's go ahead and see if we can pull that up yeah it was the most incredible when you show there's his meter down the bay Yeah, they're just launching themselves out. On chum, guys. That's on the chum. Oh, my God. They're all over that shit. Did you record? Tell me you recorded that, David. Yeah. Oh, my. And, of course, finally, Kite gets bit. There he goes. They're with the little marker right in the water. How spectacular. What, wouldn't you love, any of you that are watching this, wouldn't you love to be on that and see that? I mean, that's National Geographic stuff. And you got a line in the water with a hook on it. Yeah. And uh, that was a fun day. That was, that was a fun day, you know. Yeah, the things that you've been able to accomplish are just absolutely, from where you came from to where you are yeah. right now, only people that have negative stuff to say about you are people that have never sat down and talked to you. There's nothing negative to talk about you. You only help the, the industry. And I don't understand this industry and how they get so jealous about someone who's actually making a living fishing. It's just the weirdest thing. What Another thing that I think is so spectacular is your garage is like a tackle store. And yes. You that's have been a, nice a pretty cool, uh, a, a pretty cool little development, you know, I mean, because now I cater to, you know, there's, there's, I mean, I cater a lot towards, you know, big bluefin stuff, you know, there's guys that just give me a green light and they want to get set up top to bottom, you know, keys to the boat, you know, John Staniland's one of them, rig me up top to bottom, everything I need and, and always check on my boat, you know, and, and build me for it, you know, and there, there's guys that are brand new and want to get set up on it, but I have everything now nice and neat in my garage and everything. I think I got a little video clip of it. Yeah, here somewhere. Pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like my little workspace now, you know? Uh, everything's all nice and organized. Freezers, ice makers. Got a little couch for my kids. I like hanging out with my kids, you know? It's nice to have them hang out with me. All those feed poppers, helium tanks. Um, this is just some of my stuff. I still have another warehouse for majority of the other stuff. But for what I need right now, it, it kind of does the job, you know? And it's just what no one else has ever done. No one in this industry has ever taken it to this level that you took it to. You have, you need to be commended for what you've done, not crucified. There's nothing, there's no negative about it. It just, there's nothing negative. You guys want stuff and you need it. You can't find it. You call Billy. He doesn't care. He doesn't yep. care who you are. He'll bring it right. He'll have it. Like you just said, Uber straight to your house. Yeah, same thing with, uh, you know, now with technology and, you know, one of my platinum services for my clients, um, we have satellite texting now. I mean, literally, they're barely leaving the harbor, Dave, and they're sending me a text like, hey, where are the fish? You know, like, hey, right here, you know, 32, 48, 118, 17, whatever, you know, and they go straight to the fish, catch their fish, great time, great. I mean, what a cool service. You know, I mean, if I wasn't a person working in the industry, I would absolutely sign up, you know, it just makes it a lot easier. It makes it funner, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's 
My, my members, same thing. They call me all the time. They want to know. We're, super, we're You and I provide a service that no one's ever thought of. We're super personal. Yeah. We want to help. We're not out to make a house payment off of you. our client. We charge them a little bit of money, but we give them so much more than you can get anywhere else. Yeah, and um, a question I always get about membership websites, right? Guys ask me, well, what's the best one to sign up for? And my answer is all of them. Because each person doing this, only like what, two or three people, you, Fish Dope, and maybe uh, Captain's Concepts or something, everyone, every one of us provides something valuable. And as fishermen, I think the more you learn, the better angler you're going to be and you know, better prepared you're going to be for certain situations that you may find yourself out there. So I don't think there's one better than another. I think you should really sign up to all of them. I am. I'm, I'm a member of yours. I'm a member of Fish Dope. I'm a member of Captain's Concepts. I mean, I support them. I enjoy it. I, I'm always learning. We're, always, we're all students of the sea, all of us. Correct. And what, one thing I always tell my guys is I have a network of people, and it's been that way since I was a little kid. I watched my mentors. They would call each other on the CB radio. Back then, there was no VHF, and then they'd call each other mm -hmm. when they got to the dock on the pay phone, and they would find out what each other was doing. And then Phil Freeman had a really cool – deal 976 where he would mm -hmm. tell you back in the day when you called on the phone and he would tell you where the fish were. The thing like Billy said, gather when you're <laughs> you want as much info as you can possibly have. Why is getting info? That's what always made me laugh when I was doing my thing back in the day with Danny Jackson and we made all those spot videos and people yeah. were like, oh, you're a sellout. Oh, nah, nah, that ain't your stuff to give. Okay. We're not a sellout. We're trying to help. Because I used to watch, when I was running the party boats, the sport boats, we used to watch the guys on the private boats follow us around all the time. And it wasn't because they're dumb, because you cannot buy a boat and be dumb. You have to be smart to be able to afford to buy a boat. They were following us around because they didn't know where to go. And that's why I took my thing and started your saltwater guide 20 years ago. <coughs> teaching people where to go and how to do it and what yeah. to do. And I sat down with Danny Jackson and Don Brockman and Joe Barry and I made all those videos 30 years ago of yeah. all the spots. So I believe in my heart, information is key. I call you all the time and you yeah. always answer my phone. You always answer me. You, you are, you care, you share your information. You're not jealous because I have a website and you have a website. No. And, and I always tell all my guys, go on Billy's website if you want to know. Go to Billy's website. Why don't you want to get information? A tank of fuel is mind-boggling right now. You can be on both yours and mine for a year on a tank yeah. of fuel and have no problem and get all the information you want. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. You know, guys are spending $1,000 fuel bills. You know, what's a $200 Mad Mac? You know, what, what's a $15, $20, $30 membership? What's a $200 membership, you know? Um, it, it all works out. I mean, every single one of my platinum clients, you know, we've, they've all caught their personal best fish, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, that was a guide trip on a Zoriana with Vince. Uh, that was a charter, you know, just going on kite fish. And that was a, an amazing day. Same thing. Kite fish, popper fish. Um, it's fun stuff, you know? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going fishing and actually catching fish. And that's the, that's what you allow. And that's what yeah. I allow by being members of it. We allow you to go out there and not try to figure it out on your own. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm seeing a, a slight change in the industry a little bit of a, a little bit faster boats, you know. 
Hey, let's talk about this fish here real quick, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah, fish yeah. here. That's, big um, deal. That's Dana Point, right? Dana Point. Um, that was a guide trip. And uh, that is actually the largest bluefin ever weighed in at Dana Point. Well, I mean, as of maybe 2020 or something like that. But that fish ended up being uh, the new record for California's largest caught bluefin tuna. I think that weighed in, and we got a certificate on it, uh, 384 oh, wow. pounds. So it's not, it wasn't taped. It wasn't estimated. It was weighed weighed 384 pounds, you know. Beautiful fish. Look at that. And that's, that's my harbor. That's Dana Point. That's, my, that's where it all started for me. That was Johnny Johnny's that was right there. A good fish. Gang, I also want to let you know that the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show is the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th of March. I will be there speaking every day. What I want to tell you is I was talking with Bill yesterday. The ticket sales are going phenomenal. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to get your tickets now. Sooner than later, you want to get online. You want to go right there. It's flashing on the screen. Uh Get on their website, go to the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, check, <laughs> buy your tickets because the line, you've been to Disneyland, you know what it's like in Orange County to go do anything that's popular. Well, this show's popular this year. Seven halls, hundred or 215,000 square feet of exhibitors. Billy, it's going to be incredible. Make I sure think it's going to be an amazing show. Can't, can't wait to be there. I'm going to hang out your booth for a little bit. Yay. Um, so it'll Perfect. be fun. Kissing babies and shaking hands. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Billy, I, I want to tell you how happy I am for you to do this for me and come on my show with me and do this because I know your social media, you uh, you have such a phenomenal following and I'm just, I'm so happy that you did this for me because I know you don't need to and you don't have to, so you did this out of the kindness of your heart and I want you to know I appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome, Dave. You're very welcome and thanks for having me on. So, and if you have anything else to say, tell them your website. Let them know. Anything yeah. You got, let them know now. We're going to shut this thing down. Uh, my website's billykfishing.com. Um, in terms of booking with me uh, on the boat, we're, we're pretty full so far, but I have a couple holes left if you're interested. Um, I see a couple of my members on here. I just want to say a quick hello. Uh, Kurt, thank you for support. It really means a lot to me. Thomas, you've been a big backbone, big backbone in, in my operation as well with your help. Um, Stefan, you know, he's on both sites, uh, both on mine and Dave's. Um, John Noonan, yes, we're going fishing this year. I still got your deposit. And um, Ralph, thank you for everything. And Dave, thank you. Seriously. Hey, thank you, Billy. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Everybody that watches our show every day, thank you all very, very much. This has been nothing but a pleasure to have you here, Billy. And I'm so glad that you finally got to tell your story to all these people so they know who you are. As I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. And I'm so happy that they get to know the real Billy Kay. Because you are a real human and you're super kind. You've always been nice to me and I appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you very much, guys. All right, gang. Thank you very much. We'll see you all Monday. Be kind to each other. Turn off the news. They're all lying to you. Go out and have fun. Have a good time. The uh, weather is spectacular this weekend, and the only reason no one stumbled into any bluefin yet is because we're not allowed to fish rockfish. As soon as they open rockfish up, it's going to be game on. Billy's not, Billy's not going to look all like this. He's going to have those bags. Oh on yeah, his again. he's going to be running hard. Salt. His red hat's going to be salty. Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody. We're signing off. Have a great day. Thanks, Billy. You're welcome.